I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Right. Hello, Facebook, and hello, Podcast Land. This is the Front Row Network and Beyond the Mouse. Uh, we are the Disney-themed podcast of the Front Row Network, and there is a little conference, a little convention going on out in Anaheim, California right now, D23 Expo. We've been covering it for you all weekend, and we wanted to talk about the largest panel, the Walt Disney Studios panel, and get all of our updates on all the movies that we're going to be loving over the next two to three years here. Uh, I'm joined by a great panel of folks. I have Jeremy Geckner, who is the editor-in-chief of the Front Row Network. I'm glad to be here. Uh, man, it's just con weekend. We are, who, who designated this content weekend? Come on now. No kidding. We were uh, just up at Wizard World Chicago. Um, some of our interviews are going to be dropping over the weekend as well. And then we have out in Anaheim, California, in the back of a lift right now, coming from the convention center, <laughs> Brett Rutherford. Hi. Dedication. So much dedication. I have to publicly thank Brett because Brett um, actually allowed me to get a thousandth-issue comic um, that was exclusive to D23 because you waited in line and went to a panel very late after sleeping on the floor for two days. We'll get into all of that, but thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Respect. Respect, Brett. And then we're also joined by a very special guest. Justin from the Disney Dads podcast. And if you all out there haven't listened to the Disney Dads, it is a wonderful group. It's a wonderful podcast. But also they have just an entire online community of people. It'll just make your day better if you join that Disney Dads podcast group. So, Justin, excited to have you back. You were on Cool Runnings a few years back, so excited to have you again. Thanks, guys, for having me. I uh, Whenever you got a hold of me, Craig, I was super excited for you guys to pull me down the, the Disney movie rabbit hole with you all and introduce <laughs> me to everything on the movie side of Walt Disney World. So I'm really excited, guys, to be here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We have a lot to break down, so we're going to get right into it. Brett, you were there for the whole thing. Uh, so let's first set up the picture for us. Set up the 12 hours waiting in line, sleeping on the concrete floor. <laughs> I heard that you got some sleep. Were you able to sleep before yes. this panel? Yes, I had seven whole hours of sleep. Yes. Seven uh, hours? Seven hours. That almost sounds like cheating. Yes, I heard. You're living the life. Well, <laughs> living the life on the concrete cold concrete floor we call it hall e and um yes a disney uh manager person called it uh the dungeon to guests oops <laughs> so anyway that's uh that's the lovingly called the uh yeah the dungeon but yeah so that's where the day started uh well let's see briefly um, when yesterday finished, we all left. We all got out. Uh, we all lined up. In it, well, excuse me. And if, well, it's not really a line until they say it's a line. So we were just all hanging out on Catella Avenue behind the Incredicoaster all the way down, well, several, I don't know, a couple of blocks, several blocks. And then when it was time, um, uh, it was extremely organized in, in almost in a military fashion last night after Friday night, which had its hiccups, shall we say. So I uh, made it in uh, to Hall E, back down to the dungeon. And uh, yeah, where I very uh, uh, had a wonderful seven night or seven, seven night sleep. No, seven hours sleep. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, so I was all refreshed and ready to go today um, and for the panel. Well, that's great. And, We're so glad you get panel. to sleep in a bed tonight. <laughs> right. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your bones. We were uh, worried, man. In a yes. bed. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to run down uh, sort of every area, every facet. Uh, obviously, Disney Studios is a lot of things. It's Pixar. It's Marvel. It's Star Wars. It's animation. Who, who would have thought Disney still does animation? So we're going to go through all of these little segments, kind of hit on the touch points, get your thoughts, guys, on everything. And then, uh, Brett, if you can tell us the reaction and kind of what went on in the hall since we were only able hall. to get – we were only able to get the leaks that came out of the hall and what Disney yeah. kind of wanted to put out there. But you were the one that got to see a lot of the things that were going on. Yeah. So I think, um, true to my heart, we need to talk about Marvel first. And in particular because Marvel uh, didn't necessarily have a lot of huge groundbreaking announcements at this panel because they just had San Diego Comic-Con. The, I saw two pretty um, uh, of note informational things that came out. Uh, first, we have a brand new date. We knew that Ryan Coogler was coming back for Black Panther 2, but now we know that it's coming out on May 6, 2022, which will be after Phase 4. Uh, so they, they weren't lying when they said that the slate of movies they introduced at, at uh, San Diego Comic-Con was all of Phase 4. But we mm-hmm. are getting Ryan Coogler back, uh, bringing the team together, and we're going to get Black Panther 2. So, Justin, you're the guest what did you think about Black Panther? What do you think about this news about Black Panther 2? Are you excited? I love the first Black Panther. And to know that we're getting a – of course, we knew we were getting a second one down the road. But now we have a date. We can look. We know where it's going to fit into the Marvel Universe. Uh, I love it. I love everything about the announcement. And uh, I'll be excited. I'll be there day one to see it. That's, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Jeremy, what do you think about uh, Ryan Coogler coming back to the helm? Is this going to be one of those movies where he tries to get that best director nomination? Is this going to live up to what the first Black Panther was? <laughs> uh, well, he should have gotten that best director nomination, but it was a, it was a pretty competitive year this year uh, or the last year. But uh, no, this is a this is a great announcement. Obviously, Kevin Feige alluded to this on the Comic Con stage that Black Panther Two was happening, and of course, we already had announcements that Coogler was coming back. But having it as a, a May, uh, so this is where you would normally expect an Avengers tentpole movie to have happen in a Marvel release schedule. So that shows you right there just the level of um, credibility that they're lending to the Black Panther franchise now, um, putting it in that prime May spot. But also just the fact uh, I have this theory that the reason why they're not uh, doing and they didn't announce any of those at Comic-Con and why they're not a part of Phase 4 was because I think they want to let um, us in real life catch up to where the MCU timeline is right now, which, of course, is in 2023. So yeah, I because think of that, the blip. Right. Yeah, because of the blip and everything. So the Marvel timeline's in 2023 right now, and I think they want to save the big guns, Guardians, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, until we're closer to that time so it still feels a little accurate like that. But obviously seeing them out there and knowing that it's back in Ryan Coogler's hands is an um, awesome thing. Absolutely. Brett, tell us about yes. the reaction in the hall uh, and give us your thoughts on Black Panther 2. Uh, there was a woo-woo. There was woo-woo in the room. Everyone was very excited about it. Uh, yeah, that's 
Excellent, excellent. So another big piece of information that came out was that the Starks are getting back together, or spoiler alert, I guess one of them is a Targaryen, right? But um, Targaryen, getting, my man. Starkgarian. Yes. We are getting Kit Harrington in The Eternals, which is a new ca- bit of casting news that had not been announced before. Uh, and so very excited about this Eternals movie. They're bringing out kind of all the big guns. It's one of those um, really... Uh, those one of those properties that not a lot of people were aware of. It didn't really have that long of a comic book run, but they are surely going to give us this Eternals movie, and they're going to fill it with stars until we want to make sure we go see it, right? So, um, Jeremy, I'll go to you first on this. Tell me about that casting nose for the Eternals. Yeah, so this is interesting. So he's playing a character named Dane Whitman um, in the comic books, who is also better known as uh, the Black Knight. Now, he is actually kind of in the comic universe. Um, I believe he's the third character in the Marvel Comics universe to have this moniker of the Black Knight. Um, the Black Knight is originally a super villain um, in the in the run, but uh, this iteration of Dane Whitman is actually a, a nephew of that super villain. He inherits this mystical sword and um, he basically tries to clear, clear his family's name by becoming a hero. Um, so, I mean, A, just the fact that we've got Jon Snow playing the Black Knight um, is just kind of a kind of just a beautiful symmetry there. Um, But also the fact that bringing someone like Kit Harington into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I I feel like Kit never really got to flex a ton of his acting muscles. Um, You know, he he had some really bright spots on Game of Thrones, but I felt like he he as an actor has a lot more to give. And I think if anybody's going to get that out of him and give him that chance, it's going to be Marvel. And look, you know, the fact that it doesn't have a long um, comic book run Guardians of the Galaxy was, what, about three years old um, at the time that they started making that movie? And look what they did with that. So if anybody's going to make that happen, it's Marvel. And pairing him up with Richard Madden, and plus they're bringing in uh, Gemma Chan as Cersei as well, one of the great characters from The Eternals. This movie is shaping up to be something truly, truly epic. Yeah, and it's going to be one of the next ones that we get. I believe it's the next release right after uh, Black Widow. So we're very excited to see that. Brett, uh, you had a lot of stars come out for the Eternals. Uh, So tell me what that was like. And I know that they were showing some concept uh, images behind them of what their characters will look like as well. Uh, Having just a little bit of technical difficulty, but I believe that's correct, yes. All right. That was... uh, it was the first time. Um, it was the first time uh, that image was made available. I think it was. Was it the first time they all saw each other together? I think. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, and it's right here. You can see it on the side of the screen or uh, in the box. Look at that. Just a pretty epic lineup there, which is pretty incredible. So, Justin, uh, do you have any thoughts on the Eternals or anything else in Marveldom? Uh, Because you haven't had a chance to talk about that before. You kidding me? I'm getting the Stark brothers back together. This is look for me the movie side of things. You know, I'm a parks guy. I love everything about the parks and and uh, Disney history. But whenever I dive into the movie side of things, and you can bring two worlds that I absolutely love together, let's just hope they don't go to the red wedding in uh, in the Eternals. Okay, let's stick away from that. Uh, but I think it's going to bring a great new element to the MCU universe. I mean, for sure. I I, I love where they've gone now that the. Um, 
you know, now that the Infinity Saga is done, you know, where are we going now? And now we get All right. this brand new thing. And uh, I'm having trouble hearing Justin again here. So I'm um, going to go ahead and keep moving on. And then I think what I'll do is kind of reset myself here again, guys, in just a second. Um, let's move from Marvel and let's start to talk a bit about uh, some of the other properties that we have. We're definitely going to get to Pixar. We're going to get to Walt Disney Animation and live action. But let's talk very quickly about Star Wars and the rise of the Skywalker. Um, that is obviously coming out this December, and we're so excited for it. Uh, we got a new poster. We got some new footage. I know Brett got to see some footage as well, um, but we're just so excited. And uh, here, now Brett was saying, actually, they gave everybody in the hall a copy of the poster that we're showing you now, and it's just uh, absolutely gorgeous. You can see Palpatine in the background, obviously going to be playing a large role in this movie, bringing that back around to the original trilogy. Just so excited for this uh, and so excited for this trilogy. Jeremy, I'm going to swing it on over to you for a, a couple minutes reaction here. Yeah, um, this is, I mean, A, let's just talk about this poster for a second because it is fantastic. I mean, Star Wars has always done a very good job of their posters here. But um, what I like the most is that, you know, there's always been kind of this back and forth give and take about whether or not, you know, what role Palpatine is playing ever since we heard that laugh in the first trailer. Mm -hmm. um, and it really kind of, this poster evokes that, you know, the battle between Ray and Kylo that has been kind of the, the main driving force of this story that we found out in the last Jedi is now maybe being a little bit manipulated by Palpatine from the beginning. And that is just a thought that excites me to know. And I mean, like this is, this is quite possibly a great way to continue that because I don't know about you guys, but um, I really liked the uh, Kylo Ray dichotomy that came out of The Last Jedi. I know The Last Jedi is a very divisive film, but I love it when we have iconic, um, you know, legendary stories like this, when the lines get blurred a little bit. I like complication in heroic stories. And uh, I think that this definitely um, evokes a lot of that. I mean, Justin, what do you get from this poster here? Uh, you know, whenever I look at this, can I say I was almost a little skeptical because I didn't want to let down. It's the one thing, the one thing, this movie sure. coming out, I want it to be absolutely top notch and to look at the movie poster and you can see the conflict and you can, like you were saying, you can see where the conflict's coming from mm -hmm. just from the movie poster. I think the way the storyline has developed through the years that they are setting up for the perfect ending of this saga. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely looks that way. And I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting because I think that, you know, from going from uh, back to J.J. Abrams here, you're right. I think they're really trying to stick this landing, um, you know, and I think that, the, you know, what a lot of people loved about The Force Awakens was that it did kind of forge a new path, but it also brought back all those memories from the old trilogy. Mm -hmm. um, and it really kind of had that feel of the old trilogy um, in Star Wars. And I think that that's kind of what J.J. wants to bring it back to as they're trying to wrap this up here. Um, and of course, I was reading reports that uh, the footage that they were shown, that uh, Ray was shown um, with a Sith lightsaber and hooded um, in yeah, this footage. No doubt, right? The, so <laughs> um, I take from that what you want, people, but 
holy crap. I mean, um, I'm also very interested to see if Mark Hamill and uh, how Carrie Fisher also has fit right. into this. Um, obviously, with her tragic death, um, you know, this is this. It's going to be very interesting to see how they work that in. And because, you know, everybody's going to be scrutinizing it now. Um, and I hope that they really stuck that landing as well. You know, JJ. You like these characters. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, in JJ, I trust because Force Awakens mm. to me. Yeah. Uh, I get that other people will complain that it's a retread of a New Hope. That's exactly what I wanted Force Awakens to be, <laughs> right? uh, and it, it is exactly what I wanted. It had all the feeling of a Star Wars that I wanted. Um, I disagree with uh, very vocally with my brother on Last Jedi. I don't think it's you know it's not a bad movie. It, it was not to me the greatest Star Wars movie ever made, hmm. um, but I, I do think that JJ will come in and stick this landing. Yeah, ditch the casino planet. We're good. That's all I have to say. Um, yeah, but that, I, I think that this uh, this whole panel looks amazing, and uh, I like that they uh, also asked Billy D. Williams uh, a couple of things about you know playing Lando again, especially after seeing uh, Donald Glover's portrayal of Lando <laughs> in uh, Solo. I yeah. just think I just think it's so cool that again we're just getting all that nostalgia, all that um, all the feels from all the stuff that we had earlier in our lives and stuff, and they're really trying to capture that feeling again. And it looks like they're doing pretty good so far. Do you think the combination of the characters that we all grew up with and loved with these new characters has made it easier to fall in love and to become where we're, uh, you know, part of us is in these new characters, if that makes sense, you know? And I think yeah. that's where they've done a really nice job with these newer movies is, okay, I have, I feel like I have something invested in these characters that maybe I didn't have with, uh, with, you know, the Star Wars came out 20 years ago. So um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, you know, I, I really am excited for this and I really think they're going to knock it out of the park. I really do. I think it's going to be a great Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I, I've loved where they. I love these new characters. I think mm -hmm. that they they casted it perfectly. I mean, John Boyega has. I mean, like he's been great in this, but he's got a lot more talent that he hasn't tapped into yet with Star Wars. And I think they're really going to let him fly in in Episode Nine. Um, I mean, obviously, Oscar Isaac is so charming. Uh, Poe Dameron is just a great, wonderful like Han Solo substitute there. And yeah, I like that they've been giving us a way to kind of tra naturally transition into these new characters so i'm really hoping that this isn't the last we see of some of these new characters i'm, I'm hoping that they've got plans for a whole new trilogy brett's wandering through someone's house right now uh trying to find light switches in the I think you're California. Brett, are you robbing someone this is like this is like watching a scary movie all over this again a live all over. yeah yeah this is unfriended <laughs> in real life people. Oh, this is so great so great so, so uh, uh, Brett, Brett, if you, if are, you available, are available, talk to talk us a little, little bit about, about the reaction in the reaction hall, to, in the hall to, to Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll let him get. We'll let him get. I think that your your yeah, I think your earbuds are disconnected. Your earbuds are disconnected. I think a little bit. So yeah, I'm not wearing my earbuds. There we are. There we go. Yeah, we got you. So tell us about Rise of the Skywalker in the hall. Uh, well, uh, may I say another woo-woo? No, it, everyone was extremely excited about that. Actually, that started the whole, that started the whole show. Um, yeah. Not a so bad I, way, not a bad uh, appetizer to the rest no, of the Yeah, that's panel. what started everything. So that was cool. Yeah, that's quite Absolutely. the way to, that's quite the way to begin the show is, is to yeah. knock out that poster. I mean, that's probably all it took was a flash of that on the screen and everybody went crazy. Yeah, everyone loved it. 
Fancy. Now, especially when they said you all get to have a copy of it, right? Yes. It, it didn't have the same effect as Oprah saying, you know, for uh, uh, A Wrinkle in Time, you get a poster and you get a poster. <laughs> but it was, still, it was still welcomed, you know? That, that is so. so great. That is so great. Um, so additionally, uh, in Star Wars news, of course, we got a lot uh, from Disney Plus as well. Uh, but I don't believe that I'm, I'm missing any other Star Wars news in this panel, am I, Brett? Um, anything uh, that you can remember? No, not in that panel, no. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to live-action films because we do have a, another live-action Disney movie coming out in October. We have the next Maleficent movie. And then we also got a... Um, we got a look at Lady and the Tramp yesterday, and again, that was in Disney+. Plus. But then we also get uh, a shot of Emma Stone as Cruella de Vil. So oh first gosh, things with, first. With the launch, that was the first time anyone's seen that, they said. Yeah, and you know, it, it looks incredible because she really disappears into that makeup. And in, you know, there's, there's, a, there's not a lot of Emma Stone left there, it seems like. So now my <laughs> understanding of this movie, uh, for those that complain that Disney puts too many of these remakes in right away, and that we already have live action 101 Dalmatian with Glenn Close, is that this is going to be a Cruella de Vil origin story. Is that mm-hmm. correct, Brett? Yes, uh-huh. Yes. So that way, you know, this is almost like in a way that Maleficent did in the first film, kind of giving us the backstory to how Maleficent became, who she is ultimately going to become. But, uh, Jeremy, did you get a chance to see that photo? What do you think? Uh, reaction? I know it's just a photo, and it's got a couple <laughs> of dogs. It looks quite like Corella Deville, but uh, go ahead and give me your reaction uh, to some of this. Yeah, man, she's rocking that Tim Burton look, isn't she? Um, <laughs> that that is that is straight out of a Tim Burton movie. Um, no, she looks great. Um, Academy Award winner Emma Stone, obviously, uh, the pedigree is there. Um, I've been a big fan of her since Easy A, so I mean, I, I think that this is um, a great looking picture. Um, but I mean, I have to ask though, Brett, like, did they give any details on the story uh, in there, like on how they're doing this origin story? Because I'm always just like, don't get me wrong, I'm very interested, but I'm like, I don't know how I want to empathize with the, you know, potential puppy murderer um, (laughs) that is Cruella DeVille. So, I mean, did they give any indication about how they're actually going to be going about this story? No, actually, everything was rather quick since they had so much to go through. So they showed the image. I believe they they announced the cast of of Cruella's mother. Mm. Someone else, they they did... announcement of someone else in the cast okay uh, it looks like uh, emma thompson it says here is what i'm seeing in my yes. emma so that's, and emma. that's nice i Justin, like to think that maybe it's a uh, you know her liking dalmatians and then just really hating them somehow <laughs> from that from that picture i don't know that that's going to be the case now justin in addition yes. to your reaction uh, we have all put ourselves on the line whether we are pro or anti these live-action remakes. Okay. So we need that answer from you as well. But go ahead and give me a reaction to this wow. photo. Yeah. Uh, okay. The photo is – I'm excited for the movie because I think Cruella DeVille is one of the best Disney villains that's overlooked. That's true. I, I think a lot of people forget about 101 Dalmatians whenever they uh, – Whenever they go in and, and talk about Disney villains, um, actually, my daughter is going as Cruella Deville for Mickey's Not So Scary this year because nice. um, nice. we're doing villains. Wow. Yeah, man. So we're we're gonna rock that. Live action is hit or miss for me. Uh, I had I had really really high hopes for Dumbo and was really let down by that. But then I had little hopes for Aladdin. 
Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's, you know, I had then I had small hopes for Aladdin and it it blew my socks off. I thought it was uh-huh. amazing. I thought Thank you. Will Thank Smith you. nailed it as the genie. I thought the songs were great. I thought the new additions were I think it's the best live action uh, remake they've done. Overall, I'm I'm on board with live action remakes. I saw the Jungle Book um, the night it premiered on a Disney cruise ship. Um, I, I I always buy them. I always watch them. I always go to them. So keep making them. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Just more and more content, especially now that we have Disney Plus. We need to fill it with content, right? Yeah. 100%. So let's yeah. uh, doing that. We did get a little bit more details on the next release of live action. Uh, we did find out that a couple years have passed from the first movie to the second Maleficent uh, movie. What do you think, Brett? Uh, is there anything else that you want to add from Maleficent? I know that they were all there. I saw Angelina Jolie on stage along with Michelle Pfeiffer. In uh, you know, just stars after stars after stars. But what else did they talk about with Maleficent? Um, they were, well, actually, um, Angelina Jolie, who is gorgeous, even from a distance, but gosh, gorgeous. Anyway. Okay. Uh, (laughs) she was, uh, she was talking about how important her story is now and how it, uh, um, about, it's basically kind of like a story of diversity and understanding, um, the differences in people and still being accepting of that. So awesome. Yeah, when she was able to to talk about it, that's uh, what she was mentioning. Now, I'd be remiss. Vanessa would yell at me listening to this podcast if we didn't talk about Jungle Cruise. And uh, so The Rock was there. And he said something extremely interesting. And I I don't want to steal your thunder if this is what you were going to mention, Brett. Um, But essentially, The Rock said that they are taking this movie very seriously in that this is Walt's baby. He, they understand mm. that this attraction meant so much to Walt Disney himself that they do not want this to be, uh, sorry, the Haunted Mansion. You know, they want this to be a very solid film. Yeah. Well, there was a whole big production when, uh, when it started because um, The Rock came in uh, from, uh, let's see, from... Uh, uh, from stage right in a jungle boat cruise vehicle. Of course. Oh yeah. And, you know, Wait, was he like in on it or was he like pulling it just, you know, was, through no, sheer he was will? He was driven. <laughs> he was driven in on that, making a very grand. Entry. Now he should have been the skipper. Come on. They really, they missed the boat there. Oh, I see oh, what you did. I see what you did there. Uh, look at this. So uh, funny. How gotta, funny. Br- gotta bring the dad jokes when we got a Disney dad. On. <laughs> well, they were, I think, they were playing. Um, actually, um, he uh, he came in on the boat, and he would actually my my Canadian friend Jen, you know who I talk about, Canadian friend Jen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in the front row, and um, and and the Rock high fived her. Oh, that's uh, awesome! Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, I think so that, that means cool. she automatically becomes twenty five percent cooler um, yeah, in well, her life. She already now. is cool. That's actually I, how she got dual citizenship. She's yeah, no longer Canadian. There you go. Because yeah. the Rock touched her. Um, that's a very known. Lo- that's I'm a very little known Canadian. loophole in our U.S. Constitution. <laughs> I mean, if you get high five by the Rock, you are a citizen. Well, I think yeah. it's safe to say um, that Brett and Justin, you two have been to Disney World the most because Brett, you as a cast member, uh, and Justin, you're there seemingly every other day, uh, which Pretty is much. wonderful. Um, so talk <laughs> to me about the Jungle Cruise as an attraction and how you think that's going to go um, bringing this to the screen. Do you think that they can do that attraction justice through this movie? Justin? I think it plays perfect for the screen. I think the not only the humor, but the storyline in general and how they can adapt that storyline 
And look, The Rock does no wrong in my book. I mean, he mm-hmm. absolutely uh, he, anything he touches turns to gold right now, uh, yep. box office wise. So I expect a lot out of this movie because, like you said, I love the fact that he said, "Hey, this is this is Walt's baby." You know, one of my favorite Walt stories. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna digress for a second. One of my favorite Walt stories is when he was in his apartment uh, in Disneyland, and he kept getting woken up, poof, 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 poof. And he thought, what is going on? And somebody had left the sound effects on, uh, on, on the, on the jungle cruise, you know? And so it's just, it's one of those things. I love, uh, everything about the jungle cruise. And I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a simple, easy, uh, transition over to screen from, from the parks. How many of you have seen Jumanji? Because oh, it's great. Honestly, it, it was one of my favorite yeah. films of last year. Very and it surprising. just came out of nowhere because, you know, of course I had the, um, going into that, I, I had this bias against it that they were redoing Jun- Jumanji, and it was just incredible. So if they can get that feel with The Rock uh, as well, mm-hmm. I think that this movie will be just super enjoyable all the way throughout. Um, yeah, Brett, that's... oh, go ahead, Jeremy. Gosh, I'm just going to jump in. <laughs> that's okay. Go ahead. Um, no, but that that's kind of like my only uh, fear about this is is that. With Jungle Cruise, you know, I don't want it to be a, a splash over effect of Jumanji, you know, with the, the Dwayne Johnson in the jungle atmosphere, um, because I think like the way the quotes were reading from this about how it's like, uh, I think somebody uh, online said in the room that they said it was like Indiana Jones meets Romancing the Stone and stuff like that. And then it's like, that sounds like a movie I want to watch many, many times. And I don't want there to be any kind of negative, you know, like, oh, well, didn't Dwayne already make this kind? of a movie um especially because you know i think this could be a a great franchise for him i mean justin already said it i mean anything the rock touches box office wise his goal is just because he's an insanely charming actor um so i i hope that that there's no danger of that um because this definitely looks very appealing and you know merging him up with uh, emily blunt there i mean come on now so okay so um so they basically had his side of the story and her side of the story and uh and they bantered back and forth and, you know, pretend to punch each other and all kinds of crazy stuff. But, um, but uh, you could see that they had a great relationship. And, uh, and, and then we found out that neither of those films that we saw um, were the actual trailer. So, um, so that's still coming. <laughs> uh, but nice. it was quite charming. And they, and they in fact, um, said it's Romancing the Stone meets Indiana Jones meets uh, African Queen meets The Jungle Cruise. So, well, I would and say that for Vanessa, for Vanessa, darling, they had the backside of water joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have to have the backside of water. The romancing the stone, Indiana Jones, African Queen. Um, that is setting yourself up with a lot of hype there. Uh, Justin, are you still here for uh, some reaction to Jungle Cruise? Yeah, no, I look. I'm in 100% with Jungle Cruise. Some of these remakes, <laughs> you you guys said it perfectly at the beginning with. You mentioned the Haunted Mansion, uh, maybe one of the worst uh, movies for me that's ever been you know done. Um, but uh, Jungle Cruise, I think The Rock will knock it out of the park. Be excited to see it, and uh, I'm excited to get that trailer eventually. Yeah, yeah. the real one. Yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> so nothing, you didn't get to see anything. Well, I did. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some perks to these two days, right? Exactly, uh, sleeping on floors. Actually, yeah, true. Um, actually, um, went back to 2017. Uh, Infinity War. 
uh, the trailer that we saw, um, it never was a like um, uh, a, a trailer that was out. Um, we saw something special for us. So, oh, that's really cool. Ah, so, go ahead. All right. Well, let's start moving away from live action and let's start getting into Pixar first, and then we're going to bring it all home with animation. Um, and for some reason, again, I, I can't quite hear Justin, so I'm going to reset myself again. Uh, but I will um, throw it over to Jeremy here for a second. And Jeremy, can you start to talk to us about Frozen 2? Because that is the next uh, movie that we're getting. I also heard, I've been reading multiple reports, I haven't quite been able to find if it's on the internet or not yet, that the next Let It Go was played, and that it's going to knock people's socks off. Okay, so maybe that was not in the hall. But Jeremy, uh, go ahead and handle Frozen 2 for me. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, uh, aside from, uh, I definitely want to get, Brett, your uh, reactions to, you know, the song. Um, obviously, uh, multiple EGOTers, the Lopez's, uh, are writing once again. Um, but uh, I'm also just very interested here in the fact that um, the director said that Frozen 1 and Frozen 2 are working together to tell one story. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. It was I, the question that they had was um, how did Elsa get her powers and why uh, Anna didn't have them. Um, yeah, and so that was that. Um, and actually, it wasn't the new. It wasn't the new Let It Go because they said um, they said that that was too far along in the story. Um, something that was ah spoilers kind of the equivalent. <laughs> so so they did a happy feel good song, um, uh, and they had and uh, and paper leaves. Flew down. It's going to be. I think it's going to be gorgeous. <laughs> where the other one, where the other one took place in winter, which seeing the for the first time we saw, you know, kind of the iconic scene with all of the, uh, well, the ice crystals on the trees and such. I mean, it, it literally took my breath away. I'm like, going, this is really gorgeous. So now we visit in fall. Um, they, I think they go someplace different because they're on a quest. Um, actually, they go. Just so you know, they kind of go. They were they were kind of joking about how Disney always kills the parents. Mm-hmm. Well, they're bringing them back. Yeah, yeah, they're bringing the mom back, who is um, from uh, Westworld. It says here uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, her, yeah. And we heard her sing, and she has a great voice. Yeah. Well, remember that she was, was cool. uh, she was the lead in uh, the movie Across the Universe. So yeah, she's got a really wonderful That's voice. That's right. Yeah. It was yeah. very sweet. It was very sweet, but she was singing a lullaby. So we oh. heard that first with Anna and Elsa as as um, little girls, and then the song that they sing was uh, was this you know feel good you know song with the four of them, which gave away no spoilers. And I'm like going, please don't ask Idina Menzel to sing her "Let It Go" in front of all these people, her new "Let It Go" <laughs> in front of all these people, because that would be more pressure than anyone deserves. Well, yeah. um, yes. real quick, Jeremy, I want to interject, and I realized yes. I made just the like mortal sin of errors with Disney fans. Uh, so uh, trying to figure out the technical stuff, I said, we're going to go to Pixar. And then I mentioned frozen. <laughs> so, Come on now, man. I want to make sure that I get we're just letting it slide, man. That Justin, I, uh, uh, what's the suitable don't. punishment here? I'm, I'm watch, not watch, watch this skill. Here. You ready? Watch this one. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> the suitable punishment. Uh, well, I come uh, back. Oh, the power. No the power. The power. The power of the no, Disney. But, uh, uh, you know, 
Justin, I want to get your take on uh, Frozen 2, and then we'll go ahead and do all the animated studios now, and then we'll get to Pixar <laughs> last. Um, but what are, are you excited about this? I know you have a, a, a little daughter, so mm-hmm. I, she's got to be in love with Frozen, right? Yeah, she drove me nuts for uh, for a long time with Frozen. Uh, we, Let it go. Oh, oh. It, it just, oh, oh. You know, um the one thing I know they mentioned, and I, and I don't know if they mentioned it in the panel, that we were going to find out where uh, Anna Nelson's parents were going. Yes, yeah, and that's yeah. going to be one of the big storylines. Yes, yeah, that'd be um, interesting. Yeah, someone in someone near me, you know, said Tarzan. Anyway, so, but yeah, that's. I that's think it is Tarzan. I think they had a baby at sea, oh, and they had Tarzan, God. and then they, yeah, that's it. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Connectivity. <laughs> so what? We're going. We're going to retcon Marvel Cinematic Universe all the Disney animated. <laughs> films, right? Is this how this is happening? Because yeah. I'm on board. Don't don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I'm all for it. Um, yeah, well, that, it so can I ask too. one more question of Brett though? Because sure. um, I see here that Sterling K. Brown is in the cast too. Did they have any details on who he's playing? Uh, some dude. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> some dude. Like, you're asking about. Gosh, I have been. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I have. I, I have post. You know, stress disorder. I, I'm just now. D twenty three disorder. D twenty three disorder. Well, we I'm lost your uh, podcast. Sorry. Yeah, I think this is the first time you've sat on a bed in like 48 hours or something. It like is. That, right? and so... I'm still working. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wrong. Doesn't it? You can take it either way, man. I believe he's playing a lieutenant of some sort. Is what I yes, saw. Um, yeah, yeah, and he was a hoot. He he really brought an amazing energy to the to that group because you know because i well it the group um hall d23 holds seven thousand people uh and it's really exciting you're also and also going back to evan rachel wood i remembered a name oh my gosh um she was talking about her love of disney and that this was a surreal moment for her so you know it is kind of that with you know with all of these actors doing uh something for disney for the first time in forever and uh i like it i like it he had a great energy and kind of you know was was very fun you know so that was really cool absolutely now you need to help me on the pronunciation of the uh movie we're all going to be seeing next thanksgiving is it uh raya or is it raya uh the last dragon what how do you pronounce it yes <laughs> then, yes. Well, you yeah, would have heard right. it in the hall, Raya. You keep asking me these questions when my brain is dead. How, how dare we ask you to Raya. report on what Raya. you saw? I think it's Raya. Raya, Absolutely. the last dragon. Well, actually, the the person who announced it said it wrong too. So, oh well, there you yeah. go. Just a little bit. There was a little bit of a a a buble. You know. Anyway, there was a little thing there. So, yeah. What um. What information did they give you on this? I know we got some casting news. Aquafina is in it. I saw that. Oh, she was there. Yeah, so that was good. And uh, and the person who plays the principal lady. Okay, Cassie, Cassie yeah. Steele. I see here is the name. Yeah. So and Aquafina was just a hoot because they showed her character as this uh, dragon, and she's I look good. And everyone said yes. And then she also plays. Uh, this character when it's not a dragon and uh, I still look good. So it was fun. That was, fun. That was, she had a great energy as well. 
I think it was some of the concept art that they got to, that you got to see, and uh, well, it, it seems like, like really it was cool. Very much a teaser because it was you, um, it was a very moody piece. Um, but again, you know, uh, with you know the new head of animation, um, with that and and the uh, the director for that movie is you know I mean it's very inclusive and it's so great to see women directors and uh, women take lead in um, Hollywood. Um, uh, uh, structure so manager absolutely yeah so absolutely that was, that was really cool so it was nice to see and yeah that's and again it was about diversity because this takes place in um, Southeast Asia and uh, so that was very I think that's when it was yeah so uh, yeah so that was very cool um, and and in a side note you know the kind of this um, around the world inclusiveness you know. Of different cultures because oh we'll be going to Milan, um, but just as an aside, um, there was a signing uh, uh, in the Disney Music era, era with mm, I can never say her name, but anyway, Moana, um, Auli Kavala. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah nice um, yeah um, and there was this it seemed to be you know um, a young uh, uh, woman of possibly you know a Polynesian descent. Uh, uh, and she had just she just came out of that with the biggest smile on her face, and it just made me think about the panel that I had seen in the morning. That now we are with both Mulan and then this story. We're showing, you know, uh, everyone's going to have their princess before long, or anyway, at least they're the leading lady from all these different um, locations. So I think that's a good thing. So. Absolutely, and uh, you know, I I forgot, I mistakenly forgot uh, Mulan in the live action section. Uh, I did read that the director um, was quoted as something to the effect of he wanted to, he is hoping that there is a huge spike in the amount of young girls that wants to take up jujitsu after this movie comes out because it is going to be uh, sort of that um, this. The kung fu type film it's going to really include a lot of uh of that along with it and it's going to be a very powerful uh much more of an empowerment piece maybe even than the animated feature was so and, uh, and humor too there were lots of we saw um yeah humor as well that's good because that yeah. first trailer had no humor in it at all yeah. so that like, first trailer was action man and i was there for like it this, i was there was the tea ceremony and um it was the, it was learning the tea ceremony um, with a with a little spider invasion that we saw that was causing havoc at the tea ceremony and Did, disgrace for her. The question that we all had um, because they're going live action with this and they're taking obviously a, a different tone. Uh, did they answer if Mushu is going to be in this movie? Nope. All right, so it's still out there. Uh, Justin, do you have any reaction to either of these two films? I'm jumping around a little bit, either Mulan or Raya the Last Jag- Dragon. I don't know. To, to be honest, I don't know much about Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, the first time I had really looked at it was today, you know, before we, we were coming on. Uh, I'm always I'm always down for new characters and things that aren't being remade, 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 remade. So that's always good to see that we're getting something brand new um, with Mulan. You kidding me? The first the first trailer or the trailer we saw was the um, the ending we should have got for Game of Thrones. Just action, action, action. You know, it's like it was absolutely perfect. I'm watching. And so I'm, I'm I think, you know, I've said for a long time, I said in our show, if you look back towards the beginning, couple, you know, years ago. 
that I think Mulan plays better for a live action remake than any Disney movie out there. So I'm right, excited right, right, to right. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do with that, and uh, I'll be there opening day. Check it out, Jeremy. Jeremy what, you what you got? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm I'm personally hoping that they don't bring Mushu in. I know that they're not doing the songs, and I'm totally okay with it. Um, you know, like oh I think that I, I co-sign exactly what Justin's saying about this is the perfect live action remake film to make because you can do so much with mm-hmm. this story and the fact that it is based on a real Chinese legend like that. You know, we're not adapting. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of is, but you know, it's, it's a little more seen as a little bit more realistic than, you know, like grim fairy tales and stuff. So, I mean, like there's just a lot of stuff you can do here. And I believe they said that the directors or the writers said they didn't want to do the music, um, out of respect for the Chinese culture. Um, if I, if I remember that right. So, um, I'm just, I'm so on board for this. Um, and with Raya, yeah, I mean, you know, dragons, I'll see anything. I'll see anything mm-hmm. with dragons. <laughs> I'll see anything with dragons. And you know, there's going to be I watched Rain of Fire, song. people. I mean, come on. <laughs> you That's know, right. Uh, you just at, got a Rain of Fire reference in this. You're welcome, world. Eddie, thank you. That's what you bring to the front row. That's so right. let's move on actually to Pixar now. Uh, and I'll keep it uh, all together here. We got two Pixar fi- fi- films. We have Onward and we have Soul. So we knew quite a bit about Onward but prior to this. We had gotten a trailer before. We know that it's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Uh, and I should note that Tom Holland did give maybe the best response he absolutely could have to the entire Spider-Man uh, uh, issue that's going on that's right now. Um, he just said, uh, he, he said to the hall, uh, Brett, you were there. He, he said, um, this has been a really rough week, a tough week, but I just want you all to know deep down in my heart, I love you 3000, which uh, yeah. is just such a great message from him. And it's actually really interesting because uh, I'm in the D23 group of people that are supposed to be going to the uh, expo because Brett snuck me in under the wire. And one of them actually pulled back up Tom, Tom Holland's tweet from two years ago when he said that he really felt – Disney, and he really felt what the fandom was by going to D23 two years ago. So um, so let's talk about Onward. It looks like it's going to be a, a very fun new world that Pixar's developing. There's going to be some kind of moral plot to it because that's what Pixar does to us. They like to play with our emotions. But Brett, talk to me about what Onward uh, was doing and what they presented at the uh, D23. Uh, we had a, a couple of Clip's not really a trailer, but... And is uh, it just me that can't hear Brett's audio? Or is yeah, it I can hear you. I can hear you, okay. okay. Sorry, Brett. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, so we had a couple of trailers. Actually, even the last time in 2017, the director said that this is a very personal story um, because he lost his father when he was young. Mm. And so this is a very personal story. The clips that we saw, um, the Chris Pratt character... Um, you know, because this is a time when I mean they're trolls, but magic is kind of commonplace, and uh, and anyway, so he, so Chris Pratt's character longs for the old days of quests and and magic, <laughs> and um, the Tom Holland character is kind of is like kind of like the geeky ten- teenager, um, but uh, they have this relationship, and it's um, the mom Louis uh, Julie Louis Drive Julie Louis Drivers. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, pulls out this gift 
that was that was given to the Tom Holland character on his birthday. Um, so they both had to be over sixteen when this gift was presented, and um, and the it was that um, they had had this uh, kind of this uh, wooden structure, of, of like um, a special enchanted sort of wooden uh, a branch that they needed uh, a certain stone, which actually the father had found. And the wish was to bring him back, bring the, his, their father back for a day so he knew what his kids were like when they grew up. And so then, so the Chris Pat, Pratt character is very much for the quest, and they go out on the quest. And actually what they showed is they only brought back half their dad. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so the stone only made it all part way through. <laughs> and so they had to go, they have to go find another stone to get back the rest of them. So... Yeah, so that's that's where that was. You know, I know we all laugh, but that yeah, sounds that also kind of, kind of kind of horrific. <laughs> yeah, that thing sounds super dark. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's Pixar for you. Right. There you go, uh, Justin. What are your thoughts on Onward? I guarantee two things. One, I'll go see it, and two, I'll cry. So it's guaranteed yeah. that it's going to happen no matter what. Uh, I I'm not as excited for this one as I am the next one that I'm sure we're going to talk about. But uh, but look, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. The trolls and fantasy worlds, let's do it. Awesome. So uh, if you can only bring back half of a Disney dad, uh, which which half are you bringing back with you? Oh no! Uh, oh, you, oh, no no! Do I have to pick one or the are other? You, are you bringing back Jason, uh, like half of him, or what are you doing here? <laughs> this could get to a really <laughs> weird place. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to plead the fifth. Right. I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. Think on it for a while. <laughs> we'll we'll come back to that. Maybe hit it up in your next episode. Uh, you know, you can. Yeah, you can let us yeah know we, might leave, we might leave that one alone. You know, there was like a meme that was out there online that was like a bunch of Disney dead Disney characters and right. Pixar characters. Which one do you bring back, guys? The answer is always Tadashi from Big Hero Six. It's always Tadashi. Oh, okay? love it. Yeah. But the whole movie doesn't happen. Anyway, it's fine. He could won't go save down the that, world, man. Won't, won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, so uh, our next film, Jeremy, did you get a chance to talk about Onward? Uh, Justin pretty much said, I mean, I, I the first trailer like got me excited because it's Pixar, but I love that there is kind of still that serious Pixar feel as well um, in the storyline with their father and stuff. And, yeah, once again, I mean, we're all probably going to be bawling like babies, like when we saw Bing Bong go away. So mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So now we got quite a bit of information, lots of casting news for the next Pixar uh, film after uh, Onward, which is going to be called Soul. We knew that that was the title. That's basically all we really knew prior to this expo. So I want to say that this might be the movie that we got the most information from at this panel. Uh, We now know that it's going to be led by Tina Fey and Jamie Foxx. It's going to have people like Felicia Rashad and Questlove, also David Diggs from Hamilton fame. So we know that there's going to be a lot of great music. Uh, John Batiste is doing the music to it. Uh, it just sounds like it's going to be an absolutely stellar movie. So um, we'll go to Jeremy first for reactions on uh, Soul coming out to Pixar. Yeah, also uh, not even just John Batiste, but also Trent Reznor and uh, Atticus mm-hmm. Rose, um, who are, you know, 
I think they still robbed uh, Hans Zimmer of his Oscar for Inception, but whatever, they're still talented. Um, but yeah, this the the details of this movie. Um, I mean, obviously, when I first heard about it, just like Soul and, you know, like the why am I here, you know, what what makes you you, um, it kind of gave me a little bit of a cocoa feel. I mean, just for the mm, okay. obvious yeah. reason, I think, just the prelim information. But now, knowing it's about music, uh, seeing the first look at these characters and Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey and, and all these other things um, – yeah, I mean, this one really, really excites me. I, I think, like, this is where Pixar is going to kind of break all of us down, um, yeah. you know, and just, like, stir us around a bit and get us to examine ourselves in a two-hour intensive movie therapy session. Um, so this one's got me extremely excited. Justin? It is the, I think, going to set up for the perfect Disney Pixar movie. I, Justin, I, what do you have on this film? I think it's going to set up perfectly for Pixar. I, I think that it is absolutely going to, like you said, like you said, it's going to knock us down and then build us back up because it's going to be a tearjerker. I love the fact too that they brought in two different types of meanings for one word, and they use that one word for the, um, you, know, you know, for the title "Soul." For one yeah. word to mean so much in a film, mm-hmm. from what we're getting, it's absolutely huge. I think it's going to be a mix. You said it perfectly with Coco with the music and then inside out with the feelings and who you are and what makes you. Um, and I think, yeah, I think I'll end up crying like a baby. Like I always do. And you know, I yeah. sit in the back row and, and I'm not ashamed of it. It's what I am. So. <laughs> Brett, talk to us about Hi. soul. You got, you had quite a bit of uh, folks on stage there. Yeah. It was uh, the first time they were, together too i think you would think Um, so yeah it was uh yeah um uh i was just trying to think um it it was uh jamie fox was a hoot um you know and he was he was playing to the audience a lot when he first came out yeah he was yeah that was fun anyway uh uh yeah details hmm it's all a blur uh, <laughs> that's yeah. okay. It's understandable, um, but it um, seemed, I, it's I, very interesting. And um, it, yeah, I think. Uh, well, do you know what happens? No. What happens? Okay. Um, the uh, Jamie Foxx's character is a, a band a teacher um, with a. Uh, a um, band that has some challenges and he has to listen to it all the day. Um, but he wants to, his goal is to play at this wonderful, um, very uh, well-known jazz club in New York. So he auditions, he gets it. He, he um, is so excited. He's walking uh, through the streets of New York, up in a, in a, um, falling in a manhole. Um, <laughs> and uh, like you do uh, own the idea of soul idea of, so, you know, they were saying that, you know, how we, you know, come into this world with quirks and different qualities and that, uh, that it's the soul, soul universe prior to becoming mm-hmm. part of us. And that's where it gains all of these qualities. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, they were saying it's kind of like, um, 
Pixar tackles existential quest, existential questions. Uh, but anyway, nice. he falls into he falls into a, a manhole cover and finds cover and goes on a journey of self discovery. Nice. Well, that, that, that certainly sounds like Pixar. How, so, how is it that they continue to come up with these insanely creative ideas? I mean, like this that is nuts. How they and think it'll of still these and it'll frozen. still be sorry, absolutely. Yeah, we will you. all relate to it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so universal, whatever mm-hmm. thing that they do. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I think that we've went through every single movie that was at that panel, and I apologize if I missed any, but I think that we have hit the whole gamut from Marvel to Star Wars to Pixar to Walt Disney Studios Animation to Walt Disney Live Action Films. Uh, just thank you so much to everyone that was on. Let's go ahead and wrap this up with some final thoughts. Uh, I want to look forward to tomorrow. So we are actually naturally on the East Coast. Uh, Justin, you're already in tomorrow. So thanks for hanging out late with us. Uh, I know the future. I know what's happening. <laughs> what are you so excited about for the uh, Disney Parks panel that's happening uh, later on today for you uh, and tomorrow for the rest of us over here in the Midwest and out there in Anaheim. So what are your thoughts and wrapping up for tonight? It's it's easy for me. It's the future of Epcot. I Epcot's my favorite park. I love everything about it. And to see Epcot get love and, and to see that that's going to be really the next staple of where they're going to be really putting their efforts is to is to reimagine, re, uh, reinvigorate that park. It kind of needs it. You know, there's certain parts of that area that really need it. So I'm really excited to hear what they have planned for Epcot. We've seen some of it, but to get in tomorrow and really just dive into the parks. I'm a parks guy. I love it. So uh, really, really exciting, man. That's that's my bread and butter. I'm, I was excited that you guys invited me to talk uh, movies with you tonight. Tomorrow night is my bread and butter. It's like it's like it's like watching a, a you know a sporting event that I that I can't play, but tomorrow. Ice dancing. I am ready to roll. I am here. I go. <laughs> yes. So absolutely, uh, Brett. I see your Disney Plus hat. I like it. That's awesome. I like it. Yes, that was cool. Um, you're asking me. Um, uh, so many things come to mind. I'm like going. Um, what am I looking forward to? Sleep in a bed. Um, but if you're talking about Disney parks, um, I did get to go to uh, Imagineering a couple of times, and they do mm-hmm. have. Uh, some renderings of things that we know about. Um, they, it seems though Epcot is getting the big, uh, the big attention and the big make. Um, we saw the Tron there. Um, we saw, uh, yeah, uh, uh, there was this, a, uh, anyway, there was this model, white model of Epcot, but it seemed more of a concept or kind of an art piece than what it really will be. But it does show, it does so changes to a number of the pavilions, including imagination. Oh, please. That's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. I want Figment to come back, Apple to be a sponsor, and I, and, or I would, uh, Inside Out. Is it going to be Inside Out? Well, oh well. Whatever it is, I just wanted to, to go back to the brilliance that it was before when it was gorgeous, before it was messed up. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I know about a year ago I told you you need to go watch Inside Out. I'm going to tell you you need to go watch Inside Out again because that is the best Pixar movie ever. You know, so good. I, I agree. It's, so it really good. is. Sorry, Brett. Go uh, have a turkey leg, here. okay? <laughs> go have a turkey oh. leg. Criminally right. robbed at the Oscars that year. Oh, All right. So, um, Jeremy, what are you looking forward to as someone that ha- – have you been to the parks? I've been to Disney World, yes. Okay, been- when? <laughs> 
Oh God, man! Like right when uh, Animal Kingdom opened, so long <laughs> oh, time oh, ago. Okay, so it's been a minute. Come but visit, we man, and we'll take you down there. Let's yeah, go. like Come we, on. we didn't get into Animal Kingdom because it was that crowded because it was the like just opening. So um, yeah, but uh, you know, obviously, I even when I was that young, like I loved Epcot. I just loved like seeing all mm-hmm. the different um, uh, countries represented um, in and around there. And um, I don't know, I was a weird kid, so that that part really spoke to me plus i mean when you wait like two hours for a rock and roller coaster i mean what are you gonna do um so yeah i'm excited to to see some of that stuff as well um and then just today uh just a quick mention uh, i love the description of the footage that they showed from black widow um you know that david harbour's playing red guardian that is awesome um because david harbour can do no wrong um but yeah, I mean, I, I just continue to be blown away by what Disney is giving us just in content, in parks. Um, this is literally just the sprawling empire of awesome that just continues to, to give us more and more stuff to be excited about. Absolutely. And, you know, you can plan a Disney trip because it's about time you bring that son of yours. He's two yeah. years old and he needs to get out there. You know, we will be in Florida in uh, January, so I think uh, think it might be happening there. I'll, I'll be around the parks, man. Come come hang out. We're gonna Absolutely. we're gonna find you, man. All right, before we go, Justin, I just want you to tell us all about your podcast, where people can find it, because uh, truly, uh, it, it's. It's such a great – the three of you have such great chemistry together, and uh, you just bring the parks to people in a way that is just so real. And you're able to – what you do is bring a little bit of Disney. You're always saying, we got to keep it Disney. And uh, you bring a little bit of Disney to our weeks by releasing your podcast when you do, and then also continuing – uh, to interact with the people uh, in your Facebook page as well. So tell everyone how to get involved with the Disney Dads. Uh, first, let me say I really appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on, Craig. You were you were an amazing um, friend of the show before the show even started. Uh, you contacted <laughs> me from the beginning, and, and you've always been amazing. So uh, great part of our Disney family. Uh, you can find us at www.disneydadspodcast.com. It has links to all of our social media. Um, also has our emails, has all of our shows. Uh, we don't only have the Disney Dads podcast. We also have specialty shows like the Disney 8, which look uh, the first season was eight influential women of the Disney Corporation. And we look back uh, not only in time, but but eight uh, with women that, that are still working uh, in the Disney Corporation. Um, and we also have Walking with Walt, little pet project of mine, where it's all about uh, the history of Walt Disney. Uh, so go check out those shows. And, uh, yeah, I tell you what, it's, it gets more and more exciting as we, uh, as we build and, and look, we get to do that because of the amazing Disney fans that are out there and they become part of the family, just like they are for you guys as well. So thank you all so much. I really look forward to tomorrow, discuss the parks panels and, uh, and the dive into, uh, to hear what, what Brett's finding out for me. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to just follow <laughs> Brett around virtually tomorrow. Uh, what are you, at? what are you doing? Yeah. Clone into his phone there. Hey, you, yeah. follow- you need to get. Get uh, Thomas Ian Nicholas on that Walt podcast because, of course, he played him and he's very big. He's very big into Walt. Fantastic! I'd love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I would uh, absolutely love that. Season two will be coming out soon. Yeah. yeah. Just had a chance to interview him uh, again yesterday, and just the nicest man ever. Uh, he's just so great. But um, Jeremy, can you go ahead and give all of our plugs? Really? All of them? Um, let's see. If you want to find us online, of course, Facebook, where you're presumably watching us right now, uh, the slash the Front Row Network or Front Row Network on Instagram, Front Row Reviews with a Z on Twitter, or on our website, frnpod.com, or, of course, at mprillinois.org. 
Absolutely. And just for Beyond the Mouse, uh, because I believe this is going to be posted in our podcast feed as well, yep. uh, we are going to, the next thing we're going to dive into, we're going to be talking to Brandon Davis, our film historian, along with Dominic Cellini, who is our Arr. animation expert. He actually just published his first book. It's yeah. a children's book called 21 Terrifying Monsters. Awesome. Go out there on Amazon and purchase it. Uh, he'll be coming on to talk animation. Brandon will be talking film history. We're talking Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. That'll be our next project for Beyond the Mouse. We're really looking forward to that. And then, of course, we have just a lot of really great uh, D23 recap. Uh, and then also, everyone on that <laughs> podcast, except for me, is going to a Disney property all the time. So we're going to talk about all their trips so I can live through them uh, and be able to talk to them as well. But join us again tomorrow evening. We're going to be talking about the parks panel, and I believe it's going to be mostly the same folks here, except for we're dropping Jeremy. We're yeah. grabbing Vanessa. It's going to be great to have her on as well. Uh, but I gotta thank go you do again for following along guys. with us. And uh, for I'll go ahead and, and end it for all of us. Uh, thank you so much from the Beyond the Mouse podcast, and we will see you real soon. Soon.